You're listening to Transform Squadron, the podcast of zonebase.org. This is the June 2019 edition of the show, and my name is Rob. Hi. A couple of things I'd like to talk about this month, oddly enough, revolving around conventions just by circumstance. But the first thing I'd like to talk about is Godzilla King of the Monsters. The movie just came out this weekend, and I absolutely loved it. It is the... Um, I guess the third in the legendary MonsterVerse series of movies. The first being the 2014 Godzilla, which serves as the prequel to this movie. Uh, Kong Skull Island, which came out in 17, would be the second MonsterVerse movie. And this Godzilla King of the Monsters is the third. With next year, King Kong versus Godzilla coming out. Which I don't know if that's going to end the MonsterVerse straight out. But I do know that will completely... Legendary's involvement with Godzilla as Toho, you know, the people who actually make Godzilla in Japan who own him, they're, they're setting up shop here in America. Um, pretty much when that contract's up in 2020, they're hitting the ground running and starting to make their own American based Godzilla productions, which is just wonderful. They've already been doing some stuff as is. They've, uh, if you read Zone Base, you've probably noticed the press releases I've been sharing. Toho's been sending those to me, thankfully, through Rogers and Cohen, which is really awesome, you know, for them to include me with this. Uh, just little odds and ends here. Like, I think we're, uh, a couple weeks ago, they had pop-up shops in some major American cities. Sadly, not the one I live in, but... So major American cities, it was in partnership with a bookstore chain. So obviously it was locations with that store, uh, just Godzilla pop-up shop selling odd Godzilla merchandise and whatever looks super rad. Um, I'm just so, I'm just so pumped for this, you know, I can't wait to see what comes of this. I don't know if they're going to do the power Rangers treatment and like reuse existing Godzilla movies and edit in. American actors or just make all new movies. I, I, I don't know. Um, they could do both. I'm sure it'd be great to see a TV series, something like, a. maybe they could bring zone fighter back or whatever. I think zone fire would be great as a, uh, you know, like a, I want to say afternoon <laughs> episodic TV show, but these days probably like once a week on Nickelodeon or something like power Rangers, but, um, that'd be great. The movie was really good. It falls in line with the MonsterVerse storytelling. And right off the bat, people were wondering if it would be as slow-paced as the 2014 Godzilla was. And that movie was a slow movie. <laughs> you know, it was enjoyable. I enjoyed seeing Godzilla's adventures and whatnot. But it was just really long and kind of drug out. And, they, you know, everyone complains that they didn't show Godzilla enough in it, which is a fair complaint. A lot of people like to say, well, they didn't show him that much in the original Godzilla. It's like, well, they showed him more than this one. Um, it was all in the, in the, uh, means of storytelling, of course. And that, and that is what it is. You know, there, you had the, was it Gareth, Gareth Edwards, Gareth. I always forget his last name. It's Gareth, the director, the guy who made Rogue One made it. And he's just a really, really good storyteller. So I guess he was making a movie about the people surviving the Godzilla attack more so than a movie about Godzilla mashing buildings and stomping butts. This movie, I forget the name of the director, but he made a movie about Godzilla mashing buildings and stomping butts. He, uh, he made a complete love letter, uh, in my opinion, to Godzilla fans. This is, this is like tons of homage to past Godzilla movies. I mean, it was just really cool to watch. Godzilla was, you know, he still looked like his 2014 incarnation. 
They've trimmed him up a bit. He was a lot more uh, chunky and kind of looked like a bear in that movie. While this movie, he's he still looks like that, but they've clearly slimmed him up some. And there's a few scenes where he looks very traditional, like a scene where he's looking at the humans and all that. And you can see um, maybe Millennium Era Godzilla a little bit in the design there. Especially one scene where, to me, he looked a lot like a... Uh, out of GMK. Of course, that could have just been me. A lot of times with these these moments, sometimes you're isolated in your beliefs. But um, he, he was definitely definitely acting more like the Godzilla you came to see. And it's been around for like 60 years. He had other monsters in the movie, of course. King Ghidorah being the big villain. Hallelujah. He had Rodan or Radon. You want to be OG. Um, had Mothra who my wife loved, who's still wanting to know exactly how many Mothra toys I have because she just thought she was so cute. Apparently, I don't own enough. <laughs> so I'll buy another one next week just to make her happy. And you know, it's not exactly hurting me to buy some more toys. But um, a lot of original creations. Uh, the, one of the Mudos was back in this movie. Of course, the Mudos being the villains of the 2014 movie. There's a Mudo in this movie. Obviously not those two because they're dead, but one of that species. That was cool. It's nice to see it coming back. It was a cool monster design. Um, had some original creations. One was a giant spider whose name I forget. And I kept wondering if it was supposed to be the giant spider from... Was that Sonicong? I'm Sonicong, excuse me, that's a different movie. Son of Godzilla. One of the older Godzillas already had a giant spider... Forgive me for not always being a walking encyclopedia. Sometimes some things you just will goof on and some things you'll never forget. You know, it's 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 practically impossible for a normal adult to remember every little comma period or whatever off the top of their head without thinking about it for a second. Um some people can, some people can't. There's a point where you're like, I'm remembering the things I gotta do to make me money. You know, so a lot of times things like your job and your life and all that will take over trivia, you know, and you have to think about it for a second. That's one of them. I, there's a giant spider definitely in the Showa series. I think it is in more of a, some, some of the other movies too. I just said Showa. Someone's going to correct me and say it's Showa. And then I've always heard it said Showa. So I think it's another one of those terms where there's no way for a guy, a American guy from the South to say it correctly. Um, <laughs> It is what it is. Um, that would be the original series, of course. Uh, there's a giant spider in those movies. I can't remember exactly how many he's in. And I think he's in a few other movies, too, or productions by Toho. I mean, there's other giant spider monster movies. Um, not just made by Japanese, you know, tokusatsu productions, but like, just giant monster movies in general. Giant spiders always work out. So I don't know if it's meant to be a whole monster to those characters or just giant spider because it makes just a great monster. It was one of his in there. Uh, there's a cool monster uh, named the Behemoth who got a few scenes in the movie, just a couple little spots there, who is basically like a gorilla with a mammoth's head. I, I want to see more about that dude. You know, I want to see more about that, dude. There's a bunch of monsters in this movie. Most of them, like I said, seem to be creations of legendary. Clearly, clearly homaging and based on prior giant monsters. I mean, there's only, you can only get so original with some of these guys. I mean, a giant dinosaur is a giant dinosaur. But little things like that. Little nods to King Kong. Uh, I'm trying not to spoil to you guys really anything here. If I do, I apologize. But chances are you've probably done heard the world about it by now anyway. Um, but little nods to the king because next year they're having their big fight. So, of course, they're going to be like big gorilla. There's a giant gorilla on the planet. Stuff like that. Um, king Ghidorah was great. Um, trying my best to avoid spoilers here. He's very traditional in his presentation and backstory. Um, I mentioned this in my post when I when I when I see these movies, I don't I don't review movies per se. I, I'm not a movie critic. I I don't enjoy movie critics. I don't read them. I don't I don't need them. A lot of people enjoy them, and that's that's their prerogative. To me, I'm just like it's not something I'm concerned about. 
So I try not to review view movies because, man, it's it's so subjective. You know, uh, you could, and not to mention, you could love a garbage movie. You could thoroughly enjoy a terrible movie and enjoy watching it every time and love everything about it and recognize it's a bad movie. I mean, it's just it's just kind of the way these things work. It's completely subjective, your enjoyment of things. So as I always say, and you don't have to agree with me. I don't care if you don't agree with me. I care if you're a jerk about disagreeing with me. Then I won't be annoyed with you, uh, just like you would be annoyed with me if I was flippant or a butthead to you uh, disagreeing with you. But, yeah, you don't have to agree with me. It's, it's, totally, up, it's totally cool if you didn't enjoy the movie. I, I don't care. Um, but these kind of things are subjective. And so I didn't, I don't really, I just don't care about critics. So I don't try to review movies, but I do make like an opinion post, like a blog post, what I thought about the movie. Uh, sometimes I went more in depth than others. I've tried to recently not do that as heavily just to, just to keep it from going on and on and on. One thing I hate a lot is you'll see websites or whatever post a, review or opinion piece about a movie and it's like a paragraph of words that don't say anything you know it's just like a wall of text just words 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 the person writing it or saying it clearly seems to think they're saying something and maybe to someone they are but for the average person they're like well that was just a bunch of words and you so i don't want to do that which sometimes you can't help you know you like you know what you're talking about no one else does but my post about the godzilla movie was basically my man i just love that I don't, I don't post about every movie I see. I never post about the Marvel movies because as much as I enjoy watching Marvel movies, those things are already beaten to death before they come out. And there's so many more people posting about them and heaven forbid you say something wrong, like something you, like you make a mistake or factual error in what you say, you're going to do that in podcasts or something like a blog post or whatever occasionally. And then you might go back and fix it later. Just might let it fly. And some people just, you, you, you cannot make a mistake, you know? And so something like, uh, Marvel, which has just so much into it, like comics and history or whatever. And I've always been a Marvel guy. I, I like DC as far as I like Batman, you know, I think Superman's cool. Uh, but I've always been a Marvel guy and, you know, I, I grew up reading the comics and I always literally watching the cartoons and all that. But I've went long periods without reading comics. You know, guys. You know, what I'm saying, guys. And I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I'm not a librarian here. You know, I. I enjoy it. I enjoy it for me. <laughs> so I don't want to. I don't want to basically say something. I just feel like you know it's best if I don't talk about these guys, <laughs> just in case I, I go up and make myself look like an idiot or just. Fact is, I kind of feel like you've done seen it enough. Thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed Avengers though. But Godzilla Bandat was great. Um, it's kind of hard to say much more about it than I already have going on at 12 minutes of show here, almost 13 minutes of a show here, because I just wrote my little post saying how much I loved it and making sure I hold back saying too much, like not try to come off like some know-it-all trying to review things or whatever. Just, I loved it. And this is a lot of other like various toku groups and kaiju groups and just other friends who shared a shared a godzilla love with me we've all pretty much enjoyed it there you know there's hangouts some people don't like it and that's fine but man it's just it's kind of hard to wrap up into words because it's just like it's pure exhilaration of how excited and happy it made me like all night i was just kind of singing the godzilla theme song stomping around my house and my wife was just wish i'd quit <laughs> no <laughs> as cool monarch who is like this awesome monster agency in the monsterverse and they they're, they're very clearly homaging um g-force or all the other different anti-godzilla entities from Godzilla series, it made me think of the Science Patrol from Ultraman, too. No one's turning into Ultraman and fighting. Boy, that'd be awesome. But no one's doing that. But they make me think about them, the way they operate and stuff with their bases and equipment and everything. One second. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, they make me think of those guys a lot. And in, this, in the past the movies, they've just been kind of there. 
they operate they almost kind of seem like men in black type characters not the movies men in black the old storytelling men in by men in black uh idea of the government agency that's behind the scenes taking care of things they always seem to operate like to operate like those guys in uh the past godzilla and kong movie this one they were full out science team you know <laughs> it was totally awesome i man i i can't really string together a full sentence about this movie other than how happy i am with it how much i loved it uh i i said in my post regarding the movie that i'm really looking forward to kong versus godzilla next year but oddly enough buying a copy of this movie when it comes out on video seems longer away like because i just i have to have a copy of it i love this um this is wonderful a plus whatever if that means anything to you let's i should probably move on i should probably move on <laughs> i don't want to i just want to say how awesome godzilla is over and over i is over and over and over and over again, but I should move on. Um, this past weekend, another another cool thing happened. I wish I could have went to it, and that was Five Points Fest up in New York. I say up in New York because I'm in Georgia, and that is north of me. <laughs> um, it's like a two-hour plane ride, I think. I, I went there before, and I think it took me two hours in a plane. Maybe not quite two hours. Or... Um, Jeez, it'd probably take about 12 or so hours to drive there. Um, it's on your side of the country. And I would would have really loved to have gone there. Five Points Festival. Um, I don't know how many there's been. There's been a few of them. I, I don't think this was the first one. Was it? I know. I know there was one last year. And there's a couple, there, it's been, there's a couple of them. I just couldn't tell you exactly how many. I guess that's irregardless. I'm sure if someone knows better. Uh, please feel free to tell me. I just know there's more than one. Um, anyway, it was this past weekend, and man, that looks like a great time. That looks like I've kind of I've kind of gotten out of the desire to travel to a lot of these conventions. Meaning that I spent like a good twenty years of my life traveling all over the country for conventions, and I kind of want to. When I travel now, I want it more destination based than just doing a convention. I don't know if I'll grow out of that or not. I probably will because every year I keep wanting to be like, man, I want to want to go there, you know. So I probably will get out of it. Probably just a, taking a break, probably more than anything. But man, that that would be one I definitely travel to is Five Points Fest. It's in New York. Um, a couple of you by now are probably wondering, wishing I would talk about what Five Points Fest is. Five Points Fest is not a, and if you live in Georgia, you probably think I'm talking about Little Five Points, which is a you know, little area here that's, I don't want to say a hipster area, but that's it's sort of the, when you're a teenager, if, you, if you're a teenager and you're wearing a black punk rock t-shirt and Kool-Aid dyed hair, it was the coolest place in the world, and generally by the time you were 25, you moved on. And... <laughs> But there's always the it's a, it's a cool t- cool part of town with all those cool people that I am not cool so I don't go I, I used to when I was younger when I thought I was cool I wasn't but I thought I was um, I tried to be wasn't but um, a lot of people probably from Georgia think I'm talking about a little five points but it's not it's not that it's the five points fest is up in New York it's almost it's a it's a convention. Uh, it's not really the best word. Festival really is because it's like a street festival of like indie and designer toys, like independent designs, indie toy, indie toy. I keep saying indie like Indiana Jones. I'm sorry. Indie toy type people, uh, street art, kind of like homemade stuff. There's some, there's some craft beer set up, you know, tattoo. There's some tattoo artists out there selling their wares. I think I've, I've seen something before about, Various f- food trucks and street food uh, vendors being there too, which would be for the best because you need to eat somewhere we're at one of these things. You need to get some lunch. And it's just the whole indie vibe just kind of lends itself to a cool local food truck setting up, you know. Um, totally cool thing. Super 7 had a booth. A lot of the Otaku America who I follow on Instagram had a, they had a booth. A lot of, a lot, a lot of people I follow on Instagram had a booth there or went there. Man, I, I really, it's one of those things where I really enjoyed 
attending via looking at pictures on my phone, the via by proxy, other people taking a thousand pictures, thankfully, and showing all the cool stuff. There's a lot of really cool stuff on display. Um, a lot of vinyl toys, a lot of cashy type figures, a lot of, I don't, I don't know what's the correct term for this type of figure. A lot of, a lot of these, uh, resin kit guys, uh, make Kenner style figures, you know, the three and a quarter, five articulation points, hence the name five, five points of articulation, articulation is generally what you're going to get out of these, uh, independent toys um next for a good name uh, a lot a lot of toys like that where they've uh, made resin copies of various parts from like odd kenner star wars figures i've seen stuff like them working in other parts like gi joe molds or action master molds or just odd odds and ends here and there making some really cool stuff uh i don't, I don't really know what you call those that style of figure i guess garage kit kenner style figure i i know what you call them these garage kits but the style of figure itself i guess a kenner style figure is the best way i can go about it um which is like one of my preferences in action figures is that kenner style even today's star wars the i always want to call it standard but i'll call it basic just to make it a little more clear for those who don't can't separate between the black series and these guys the the more basic ones are like i guess 10 bucks at walmart <laughs> those are the ones i always get because they're kenner style and i love them you know that that type of figure i just love that type of figure and you know reactions are in that vein um a lot, lot of stuff like that uh good 5.5 figures uh 5.5 for those who don't know is like a he-man style figure like a 80s Mattel He-Man style figure, which is kind of what uh, Funko's doing with. There's no kind of to it. It is what Funko's doing with their Savage World and Primal Age figure lines. The the DC Primal Age, which I absolutely love buying. That those are 5.5 figures, you know. Or um, if you can find their Savage World figures, Funko makes of various properties. Those are 5.5s. And a lot of these indie 5.5 figures, they'll do. Um, do the same thing as those guys making the resin kits. They'll use various parts to make them, and they just come out some great, great-looking toys. Um, I've been seeing a lot of people doing that with uh, Battle Beasts, too, where they make uh, resin molds off of Battle Beast bodies, make new heads for them. There's a great Chewbacca one I've seen floating around. Recent uh, weeks, I've been seeing a Boba Fett uh, Battle Beast, where it's a Battle Beast body with a Boba Fett, uh, Kenner Boba Fett head uh, painted. Uh, to look like Boba. I haven't seen any Jangos yet. I've always seen only seen Bobos. Boba, excuse me. Um, I'd like to see a Jango too. He looked really cool. But, um, that would be great. That would be absolutely cool to see Jango thinking about it. But I'm seeing those floating around too. That's a little aside. A lot of cool stuff like that. I like, uh, I like the, uh, homemade, the indie toy Keshi style toys that float around these things. I haven't seen a lot of those. I, I look at a lot of the guys who make those and almost sell out of them instantly on Instagram. One guy, man, I tried my best to win. He made a Simon Belmont. He even had it in uh, muscle, that pink, that muscle came in. He had it in that tone. Really tried my best to get one. He had a drawing to win them. I didn't win it. He uh, he sold out of them almost instantly. He said his nerve batch is coming. I'm going to try my best to get one of those. It looked great. Um, a lot, a lot of those guys were there set up there. I see them and their stuff on Instagram. They sell out really quickly because they make them in batches. And, they're, you know, some some of these indie toy guys have, like, will employ factories or whatever. And some just basically make them in their garage, you know. And so there's only so many to go around when they get them. So it's like you get them now or you're not going to get them. I saw, I've seen some great uh, Splatterhouse ones, too. Um, really chomping at the bit to do that again. The original Splatterhouse series is one of my like hallmarks of all time. So getting toys of those would just be exactly what I want. Uh, you know, the uh, game that came out, I guess that was 2010, was okay for Splatterhouse. But it's those old 16-bit ones that have all the charm and their visuals and their design style and all that. That's why I love Splatterhouse. You know, that that's where the charm of Splatterhouse comes in. And toys, especially Keshi-style toys or whatever that look like those exactly perfect, you know, exactly what you need or what I need. I'm talking about myself. 
Really cool looking show. I wish I could have been there. I've seen a bunch of uh, punk drunkers uh, soft vinyl there uh, for sale, like exclusives or whatever. I talked about uh, punk drunkers uh, episodes back, which they had made a uh, Microman. I think it was for a show or whatever, a Microman vinyl, which I just thought was the best in the world. And... These ones I had here were great. It's the same body type, and they did the, uh, they did one that kind of looked like Spider Man and uh, a couple other things, a couple of wacky color combinations. Just re- looked really cool. And I'm talking about the punk drunkers to segue into Microman for a second. Um, it's not really a cool segue when you say I'm segueing, but I think there's some rule that if you're a podcaster on the low end scale, I mean, if you're like a professional podcaster with like, ads for Casper mattresses and Harry's razors every five minutes. And you guys are, you guys are clearly uh, got producers and a staff or whatever. You guys don't do this, but us, uh, us dudes doing the, um, public access TV route podcasting. We'll, we'll throw, we'll, we'll outright point to the fact that we're segueing because we're not professional. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a professional recording artist here. I'm a, I'm a doof. I'm a doof ball. Um, who likes silly things and has a silly site. And I have a monthly podcast to talk about silly things. So I'm not professional at, uh, at this anyway. And I want to talk about Microman for a second. Last weekend, the weekend prior to this one that just passed was a Memorial day weekend. And I wish I took some pictures. I had a, I needed to go. I have a uh, two closets in my toy room. It's just for some reason it has two closets. I didn't build a place, and um, so I got, of course, it loaded. Both of those loaded with toys too. And we had bought my wife a uh, Game Boy. She wanted her own Game Boy I, instead of using one of the couple I have. So we went to a vintage game store to get her her own Game Boy, so she could play. She likes Bugs Bunny, Crazy Castles, those games, so she could play those on her own Game Boy instead of using one of mine. And, but the one we got, the battery was pretty much worn out. And I remembered I had a, it was a Game Boy SP, not a, uh, that way she could play Game Boy Advance games, have a backlight and all that. Um, it was a Game Boy SP, which had a rechargeable battery instead of just AAAs or AA's like the regular Game Boys had. And I remembered I had a, a battery pack in one of those closets where I had, when I bought my SP all those years ago, I bought an accessory pack and it came with a battery. And I was like, it's in one of these closets. Let me see if I can find out, see if that'll work. So we don't have to return this thing. Um, so I was digging out and I of course dug out the battery and, uh, we got it working and now it works fine. You know, she's happy, thankfully. Um, playing her bugs, Bunny, (laughs) crazy castles, getting frustrated to, Points I've never seen, <laughs> but I'm glad she's happy. But while I was digging through these things, I was looking through some of the odd, uh, odd boxes I had in there. And, you know, I got, man, I had a great, uh, Jibon vinyl figure. God, I, was, I don't remember when I bought this thing. I've had it forever. Uh, just oddball stuff here and there. GI Joes and Star Wars toys and Transformers and just I was she was kind of watching me put stuff back in there and kind of going through it a little bit before I put everything back in the closet and piled the stack of Rubbermaid totes I keep in front of that door back in front of it. Um, she was like watching me and I was kind of showing her stuff here and there like this is a Zoid you know I was explaining to her those and she's seen some of them and she's a big animal fan so she thought those were cool and I pulled out a bag of Microman figures. Um, I got a good bit of Microman. I'm not going to act like I have a million or whatever. Uh, I don't. I have a good bit of them, though. And I pulled out a bag of them. Uh, had a bag with some, some Acroyers from, uh, there was a, and I guess 2004, a series of just Acroyer figures. And I had some of those in a Ziploc baggie. Sadly, one of them's foot had broken, which those uh, early 2000, I guess that 2004, 2003, 2004, that era series, a lot, a lot of those had breaking parts that broke really easily. And sadly, one of them's foot broke while just sitting in a bag inside of a box instead of me playing with it, weirdly enough. Uh, I'll fix it. I'll, I'll get another foot or something later on. But it's kind of shown her those and explained to her how they were, 
these robot bad guys of the Microman and stuff like that. And explained to her how it was like the precursor of Transformers and Bumblebee, which she, she thinks Bumblebee's really cute, how he was originally a Microman toy, stuff like that. And like, this is why some Transformers, you have like Soundwave or like the thousands of Soundwaves I have. She knows I really like him, and she thinks the cassettes are cool too, like Ravage and Laserbeak. She thinks it's cool how he's got cassettes that turn little animal friends, like how he that that came from Microman. How they were supposed to be little people, like tiny people from another planet, and the toys are the scale they were, and these household things where they're like partner robots and stuff like that. And that that made a lot of sense to her. She's like, "Oh, okay, that's cool." And I was just showing her those things, and I pulled out some of my older ones. I got some got some Micronauts as well, which Micronauts, of course, being the American version of Microman and I had, I had a bunch of those. And I was kind of showing her those and her dad's really into Egyptian stuff. And I showed her pharoid and I was like, and showing her out and saying, she was like, wow, my dad would really like that. I was like, your dad probably has one of these. I know I, uh, a couple of years ago, gave her dad a bunch of my stuff. Her dad's, her dad's a bit of a toy. He, he's into toys too. He does a lot of selling as well. And I was clearing out and I gave him a bunch of boxes of old, uh, of the early 2000 He-Man series stuff. I just wanted to get rid of. And in that box, I gave him a Baron Karzaw I had. It was a Palisades uh, Baron Karzaw, which I kind of wish I would have held on to it. But at the same point, he's like 50% magnets. And that always made me super nervous around any electronic, you know. So I ended up giving it to him. And I was like, I know your dad had, had a Baron Karzaw for however long it took him to sell it. But I'm pretty sure he's got a pharoid somewhere. But I, I love those sarcophaguses they'd have, you know, like... There's like Easter Island head style ones. For some reason, Takara and other robot lines really like Easter Island. For Diaclone, when they were designing the toy that ended up becoming Metroplex, you know, at one point he was going to be Easter Island, like have the little Easter Island heads on him and stuff like that. Like for some reason, they really like Easter Island. And I love them for that. That It goes together really well with that era robot toy. Just the um, Egyptian stuff and the Easter Island whole thing, Stonehenge, you know, they use Stonehenge in the last night. And I love that in particular. Um, Atlantis, Atlantis always goes well with things like Kaiju and robots and stuff. For some reason, it's like that stark contrast of like ancient. Hold on one second. I need to wet my whistle. Mm. I have a glass of, a. Uh, Diet Cherry Pepsi sitting here. That's the ice is done melted, so it's like that. It's lukewarm soda that's from Watertown. That was that was not good. Um, something about that stark contrast between ancient human civilization and like robot from outer space. It just goes together so well. Or not even robot from outer space. Like Godzilla, that, that works well too, but. Like I always loved in uh, Transformers Armada, there was an, an an Energon too. I think not Energon. Excuse me, Cybertron did it too. They had a had a had a tiny tiny focus on Atlantis, and I always loved that. There wasn't there was episodes of Armada when they were in like at the beginning of when they're hunting for the Minicons. There's one when they're uh, in Atlantis. There's an episode there, and there's one where they're in some ruins. I want to say they're Mayan ruins, but it could have been. Aztec, I, my, my my mind's my memory's failing a little, a little bit. Which uh, which old city they were going through? But I love that kind of stuff. It's so good, uh, good, good to me anyway. And I just always loved that. I was showing her, and she was like, "Wow, that's 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 pretty neat." And I showed her my Batman ones, where the, that 2004 series of Microman they made um they did a lot of licensed figures. They did some Batman and uh, Superman and other stuff. They did Godzilla, which I really wish I would have got the Godzillas, but those came out right as the crap hit the wall and I was having some money troubles. Um, so I couldn't get them. Yeah. It happens from time to time and boy, they can't, that happened at the wrong time. I'm going to love to got those, but I showed her my Batman ones and, uh, I got the, uh, they did two Batman, I think. I know, the, the two I know of. It was like the gray, the gray and blue suit, classic Batman. I wish I would have got that guy. But I got this two-pack with Batman and Batwoman or Batgirl. And uh, the Batman was in the Michael Keaton vein with the black costume and the gold belt and symbol and stuff. And that's, Michael Keaton Batman is like my top-tier favorite version of Batman. So, of course, I was getting that, you know. And I had another one where I got the uh, Catwoman 
which was a great figure. She had all these different accessories and all that. Just really cool stuff. I wish I would have got the Robin. I don't know if he was ever released or not. I, th- I think he was canceled. I could be wrong. But Robin would have really lent himself to Microman. Especially newer style Robin with like the bow staff and tons of cool stuff. Nightwing would have been cool too, thinking about it. I really would have liked a Batman Beyond Microman. I think that would have been perfection in form. I really like Batman Beyond. Um, thinking about that Batman Unlimited line they had going for a while there. That Batman Beyond they made from it was really good. Yeah, that was that, that was a good day. I kind of I wish I would have took more took some pictures of them, but like I had my phone in the other room, and here I am basically doing something for my wife, and then I needed to clean back up. I just wanted to get it done with, you know. So I wish I would have took some pictures of them, put it on my Instagram. I'm sure. Sure, a lot of my followers would have appreciated that. I would have, I would have had fun doing it, but it kind of is was what was where it didn't occur to me until after I put everything up to like, man, why did I take pictures of those guys? Thinking about it, probably my favorite Microman series, despite, despite the long history of Microman, was uh, in the. I'm just generally saying 04 era because I'm not sure if it started in 03 or not, but that era of Microman toys, they did a Master Force series, which was like. A couple of dudes, they were kind of general microman type guys with standard names like Ryan and stuff. And um, they had these this cool armor that would serve as a partner or a vehicle. Like one had a motorcycle, like a futuristic sci-fi motorcycle that was color-coordinated to match him. And it could form armor for the guy. So he had like this cool motorcycle-looking armor. And... That was awesome. And they had like a sea guy and had like a jet guy and all that. They're they kind of, it was like a throwback to what you think of when you think of Microman. Like, I guess, Times X. You know, it was really cool. One of these days I'm going to go do that and just dig them all out. I wish I would have got more of the 90s series. Although it seems to me those are easier to get than... Then a lot. I see them on Amazon often priced pretty fairly. I wish I really got. I'm actually now think like getting sad. That I don't have more of those. There's a really good toy line. Um, Ranger stop is coming up here in a few weeks, coming up a few weeks here in Georgia. It's going to be in Atlanta proper. So maybe about an hour North of here for me, maybe not quite. I don't think it's that deep. Or I said before how when you say it in Georgia, when you say Atlanta, you're talking about like three quarters of the state for some reason. Um, but because I, I, I'm in an area that's considered part of the greater Atlanta area. It's like, it's a minute to get there. I, I don't understand how this works out. The Olympics have been over for 20 years. We can quit tackling, tapping everything into saying it's part of Atlanta to get away with it for tourist reasons. I am. I don't think anyone's anyone's going to make in Georgia being like, yeah, I'm in Atlanta anymore. I hope not anyway, because you're not. I've heard people say it, though. So that, that's the weirdest part to me. But um, it's, it's in, I think it's in the more the closer area of Atlanta proper uh, to me, so it probably won't take that long to get there. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm going Saturday, like I mentioned before. I'm going to get off work a little early that Friday night so I can get a little sleep and um, go uh, relative. I won't say morning, but probably like 11 o'clock when I leave my house. Um, I'm going to go there for a few hours, doing the day pass thing. I, I'm, going to go, I'm going to go by how good of a time I have if I do the whole weekend next year or just do another day pass thing because you know it's one of those things some some cons are good for just a day and some you won't do the whole weekend and this being my first one I just do big I'll be fine doing a day you know looking forward to it. a lot of ranger actors are there um Austin Saint something the original red ranger from Mighty Morphin he'll be there Friday night and Jason David Frank Tommy Tommy uh Oliver who's been just about who's pretty much power rangers incarnate he'll be there Saturday You'll have a bunch of other guys there and girls. Uh, different series. You got Dino. Yes, yeah, Dino Thunder. Power Rangers. I'm having to sing the song. Too many uh, Power Ranger series have similar names that I get mixed up. It's Dino Charge. Dino Charge Red will be there. Um, 
The second Mighty Morphin Yellow will be there, as well as the Zeo and Turbo Yellow will be there. Uh, Mighty Morphin Black will be there, Zach. Um, trying, trying to think of them all. Uh, second Mighty Morphin Pink, uh, Kat, uh, Catherine Sullivan, I think is her name. She'll be there. Let's see. Turbo Blue, the guy who was a kid in Turbo, he'll be here. He'll be there. He's an adult now, but he'll be there. Um, I think a couple other dudes. I know, uh, Kel from Keenan and Kel, he's going to be there. Uh, a couple of our people, the, the lady who was the voice of Jim, she'll be there. Um, the lady who voices Ash from Pokemon, she'll be there. Some odd gaming people and whatnot. I, I, I'm not good at naming all these names off. They'll be there. That'd be cool to, cool to get a chance to see them. I'm really looking forward to dealer room. As I've mentioned before, there's a couple of, a couple of things I'd really like to get. There's a, uh, Megazord that came out, I want to say 2004. And I've been kicking myself ever since then for not buying one. It was the, I think, SPD Megazord, the main one. He's like made of cars. He looks so awesome. And I kept passing on him. And I can't even tell you why. I think it was just because I was like trying to be a responsible adult and be like, I'm buying all these robot toys all the time. I've got to step down and can't buy every single thing I, I want to buy. I, get, I need to, I have bills to pay. I have things I want to do in my life. And I think just that's one I probably should have slipped on because it's only like 30 bucks. I, don't, I should have just went ahead and bought it, but hopefully I'll get one there for a fair price. I'm not just going to pay anything like some people will. I, I've got real world expenses. <laughs> I'm not going to bankrupt myself over toys and then figure out how I'm going to eat, you know, that sort of thing. Um, so hopefully I'll be able to get one of those for a fair price. Um, stuff like that. I just, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, it's going to be nice to get that little break and do something fun for a day. You know what I mean? Just sometimes, you know, summer is really busy for my, uh, the industry I work in. So it's like each weekend I'm like a little more brain dead inside. Memorial day was great. Gave me a nice chance to recharge July. The fourth is coming up. Going to have a nice long four day weekend, holiday weekend to just recharge. Going to enjoy some barbecue and, watch stranger things and stuff like that. That's, that's going to be great. Give me a nice chance to recharge. Memorial day was great for that. So having that day just to go to ranger stop and enjoy something I enjoy with others, you know, that'll be a nice, that's just what the doctor ordered. You know what I mean? Um, really looking forward to it. Like I said, if it's if, depending on how this year goes, we'll decide if I do a whole weekend next year, or maybe just another day, you know, you don't always have to go to convention all weekend, but Definitely want to support that. Definitely want to see it succeed. I'd like to see more of these things moving into my area as, you know, we have our local conventions. We've got Dragon Con, of course, which I don't go to. I went to a few of them, but I don't really go to that. There's a Anime Weekend Atlanta. There's another anime convention, uh, MomoCon. I've never been to that. I've never been to a, a Anime Weekend Atlanta either. Um, there's a lot of little comic book conventions like Odd Weekend comic book shows here and there. There's Atlanta Comic Convention, and then there's another Atlanta Comic Convention. There's a bunch of little weekend shows, um, oddball stuff like that. But seeing something like a Power Rangers convention here would be is really cool. Something I'm really welcoming. I'd like to see more stuff like that. I wish, I always wish there was a Transformers convention here because that's exactly would be great. You know, I've, I, I was I remember a lot of times it'd be like, man, I wish there could be one in my home state back in the old days, and people were like, well, it can't be in your backyard, and like. You're told that by someone whose backyard it seemingly was in every other year. Like, well, why not? You know, so it'd be great to have, have BotCon in my backyard. Goodness. <laughs> but it's, it's cool seeing that stuff going on. So I'm really looking forward to that. Speaking of BotCon, um, that same weekend, I think, is Ranger Stop. Pete's Robot, Robo, Robot Convention, however he calls it will be taking place in Cincinnati that weekend. And now I'm not going, of course. It's a couple of states away. Um, I'm going to Ranger Stop. It's right here in hometown. Um, but I wish I could. I, I, I've, every every year that's gone on, everyone went, seems to have a really good time. And people can mention various fandom drama all they want or whatever from the past. I don't care. I just don't care. That's not why I'm going to these things. So if you've got a problem with Pete or what have you, Hello. I'm talking to my fish. 
I have a, I've mentioned him before. I have a beta named Burt Reynolds that I just love to death. And every once in a while, he'll, I'll see him in his bowl, not swimming around. And I get worried for a second. So I go over and tap on his bowl. Hello, are you okay? And he's fluffers like, oh, okay, I guess you're just hanging out. Oh, go hazy. No, okay, good, 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 good. And, you know, fish don't have the longest lifespan in the world. And I know one day I'm going to see poor Bert has went on to a better place. But I'm going to be heartbroken. I really love this little guy. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I'm just watching him swim around now. So it's really glad we got him. I really like this little guy. But um, Pete's Robot Convention, which is uh, Pete Sinclair, uh, his run after BotCon kind of closed up shop or whatever. It's been him running his own robot convention, but meaning it to be a spiritual successor to a spiritual follow-up of sorts to BotCon in the same vein as the original BotCons before FunPub got involved. You know, those, those early ones. And that's why I'd like to go, just sort of that, man, I, I love that. I, I miss that smaller convention that more fan focused convention i loved that I, I love that kind of thing that's why i'd like to go it seems like a really good time they're gonna be going going on that weekend and they have they have a cool thing they're doing i think it's cool anyway they're gonna have a, a dinner and in their dinner it's gonna be their you know air quotes exclusive for this year um it's not they're not official you know and they're doing a uh, kind of throwback to BotCon 97. If you went to BotCon 97, boy, I wish I could have. I, I was watching um, people talk about it online at the time because I, I was a broke college kid. I had no, <laughs> I had no money. Uh, I saw other people went and would read their reports on Usenet and stuff and would be jealous. Um, at that convention, there's a dinner exclusive being at. They took a bunch of Transformers decoys, the little rubber Keshi Transformers that were packed, they're packed in with a lot of G1 figures. They took a bunch of those and painted them up and gave them to each attendee at the dinner. And each one was painted uniquely, like, like you'd have a Grimlock and then you'd have a G2 Grimlock or the, you'd have like a Brawn or a Battle Damage Brawn or all these different. Each one was uniquely painted and each, each uh, attendee got one. And that was a really awesome thing. That's, that's one of those things that, you know, depending on your mindset as a fan of these things, either man knocks it out apart for you like this is awesome, or just well, what do I do with this? Where's this go on my shelf? And that guy probably traded it, you know, which hey, I'll take it. <laughs> but um they're taking uh they're taking a note from that as sort of a throwback to that awesome time. And they're using Transformer Keshis from uh, Super Seven. Do uh the Keshi surprise figures and they've gotten a whole bunch of those and they've painted them up. So they're each one's individual again and each, each, each attendee of the dinner gets one. There'll probably not be as many. It's a much smaller convention than BotCon was maybe comparable to the first year or two size, I guess, I guess that's fair to say. So, but maybe not as many as the, uh, the one as the uh, decoys they had for 97, but Nonetheless, that's a cool thing. I saw the pictures they put up promoting them. They had like a shattered glass Optimus and that sort of thing. I'm like, that's that's rad. That's awesome. That's the that's the kind of thing I would just love. You know, I always loved BotCon. Um, I remember when a Fun Pub took it over. Um, I'm not going to crap them. I'm not going to lose any time doing that. Enough people have and whatever. Um, when they took over, it got more uh, got more. It went bigger, you know, of course, and, you know, it became like a million exclusives and all that. I always liked the one or two exclusives that we had before and the specialized packaging. Not that I didn't think it was awesome being like, here's a million special edition toys only available at this event, you know. Not that I didn't think that was awesome because I totally did. But it was just always cool that one or two, like, this is special. This was something that kind of meant something to you, you know, when you went. And little things like that, like. Like I remember in um right when the three H split happened and Glenn started had ran OTFCC when Botcon was you could say I'm going to Botcon and you're going to OTFCC and everyone knew what you're talking about. Uh you know, they had some Heroes of Cybertron there that was exclusive to the show. 
man, I thought those are the coolest thing in the world. Uh, stuff like this is just awesome to me. Little, little small things. I, I'm totally, I'd be totally happy going to a small Transformers show and the exclusive would be like a legend, you know, not everyone else would be, I understand, but I, I, a little small something's all I really need, you know, and then I could buy whatever I want the dealer's room or whatever. Um, obviously the idea of having bigger and better exclusives gets more people in the door. I totally understand. But back in those days when like you had Tigertron and air, excuse me, her is RC were the exclusives. And there's just two of them and they're really nice boxes. And you had a comic that put them in adventure. I was totally cool with. So seeing something like this, going back to the roots, that's, that's cool to me. Um, those Super 7 Cashier are really good, too. I've got a bunch of them uh, in my room. I really like the... Um, they managed to be a nice throwback design ways to the... Design ways. Design style to those old decoys and to cash, older cashy style figures as is. And, but they're, they're, still, they're still new in their own way, and they're great. They're absolutely wonderful. I, I want to get more. I should get more of them. I got plenty of them, but think i could do to have some more super seven just released a uh, line of universal monsters cashy surprise i think i need to get those two <laughs> i could get a million little rubber weirdo toys and want a million more and keep them coming but that's exactly the kind of thing i, I could i would just love going to a transformers convention and you check in the pre-ray get my little badge and a little goodie bag and my goodie bags a Here's my exclusive. It's a, it's a cash sheet. That's a, I don't know, it glows in the dark or something. And that's exclusive to this show. And cool. That's awesome. You know, that'd be wonderful. Well, I think I'm going to get on out of here for the month. I'm not going to act like I have a whole lot to do because I don't, but I think I've done ran this, ran this episode into the ground. I want to thank each and every one of you for listening Zonebase.org is the brain master component for this podcast. Podcast Transform Squadron is the podcast of Zonebase.org, which you can find at www. Don't forget the www. It's so important. Zonebase.org. That's Z-O-N-E-B-A-S-E. Dot is a period. O as in Oliver. R as in Robert. Hey, that's me. And G as in Gangsta, which... I guess that's me. I, I, I'm a gangster of robots. But zonebase.org. You can find me on Instagram at, that's that little swirly A, Robo Rob Springer. Z- uh, excuse me. Blah, blah, blah. Transform Squadron, the podcast of zonebase.org, can be found on tfradio.net, which you can check for all the shows and showtimes, as well as while you're there. Please check out those Amazon links. Brian Kilby would super appreciate it. Guys, I'm going to get out of here, and I will be back with a new episode next month. Thank you so much for listening, and everybody, have a great June.